So essentially what you're saying is these athletes here have a lot of the same qualities as astronauts do. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9. We have ignition sequence start. Engines on. A sport that they're doing. Yeah. You know, they have to be at a, at a certain level of performance you know, in right. terms of mental capabilities. Right. Uh, these are the best of the best. Yes. These are the lead athletes. Point. Astronauts are the uh, are the best of the best oh, in nice. terms of what they're doing. Sure. So and if you want to make a you want to have a comparison, you have to have that mental capacity in order to do these jumps. Uh, physically, you have to be up to the task. Have to be very creative. You have to be creative. You have. To, you know, they're all Type A personalities. They're, they're all living on the edge. They're taking risks. Like, like, if you were out there on that bike, I mean, you would probably be in the hospital within five minutes. Right, if I made it that long. So, but you're not saying these guys are back in the, with the chalkboard and the, uh, the physics manuals to figure all this out. It's intuitive to them. No, it's all intuitive. It's all trial by area. Seriously, though, one thing I'm noticing, and I think that we ought to bring this up, and certainly in my efforts to be the first media not on the moon, why not take one of these bikes to the moon instead of the uh, moon buggy? Smaller, lighter, efficient. You could probably have it for recreational uses, but why would you want to uh, pedal on the moon when you have a rover that does everything for you? I guarantee the tricks you could do on the moon, even I could probably yeah. do some of these tricks. Now this guy right here, the, he's, 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 great. He's, he's pretty good. Look at it. Oh, nice. Now, the one thing though, you couldn't, you truly couldn't say on the moon that you got air. Well, yeah, you're not, you're not getting air because there is no air. Right. So what do you say? You got moon? Hey, we're at the Summer X Games 13 in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> in what looks to be the proving ground for all future media knots. I have a big announcement. Really, what's that? This week, during Summer X Games, I'm beginning the application and training process to be the first Medianaut on the moon. Oh, really? Absolutely, with the help of Jackie. Jackie from Johnson Space Center? Yeah, she's great. Like, let's start with your height. Hey, she's pretty tough. Blair, did you lie to me? I'll tell you what, for this show to help you out, since Jackie's pretty tough, I'm gonna give you host status, which means that you have to get the interviews with the athletes. Remember when X Games, yep. so you oh, were yeah. having trouble? Yep. But now you have to really be on your A game. Okay. In fact, I'll, I'll go ahead and check out the athletes. They're practicing right now. In fact, I think Sean White's on the vert. Okay. So I'm going to go see how he's doing. Are you do that. I'm here hosting NASA Edge. An inside and outside look at all things NASA. Hey, Jackie, what do you have for the NASA Edge host? Well, now that you want to be an astronaut, yes. I got you your application. Oh. Okay, great. Um, Wow, this is really thick and complicated. I tell you what, why don't I work on a PowerPoint? People like pictures and graphs and charts and things like that. Uh, we'll handle this later, maybe. Well, 
the PowerPoint is a great idea, okay. but the application is going to be very important. Okay, I'll do the PowerPoint. I mean, I'll do the application, but why don't I go and do some training, and you can help get some data for my PowerPoint presentation, sure. then, we'll, we'll, then we'll take care of this. Okay, I'll be okay? happy now. All right, great. Let's go over to the NASA launch pad. plays a big part, especially the technology with helmets. You know, um, you know, helmets have come so far now where, you know, back in the day you hit your head, you were going to be unconscious. You know, now you got to hit pretty hard to be out. So it's, uh, that's probably the biggest technology advance we could have is, is helmets. What do you think the highest number of G-forces you've pulled in an event? Um, uh, now that I'm, now after the plane ride, I'm doing six Gs, I don't, I don't really think it was that intense, but I would say just a couple. You'll see guys just loop out and get thrown and all that, and it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely, I think there's a lot more Gs in snowboarding than skateboarding for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going downhill and yeah. transitions and stuff. What kind of preparation do you go through to prepare for an event physically? Pretty health conscious, and uh, I I spend a lot of time working on working out in the gym. You know, uh, I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym six days a week, uh, usually about an hour and a half a day. I break down body one body part per day, and uh, just diet. I try to keep my diet real clean. Stay away from junk food. Uh, rally is just mostly mental prep. You just have to, you know, make sure you you know a game plan. You know exactly your breaking points. You know. You know what's coming up. You know you have your co-drivers in a, a good mood. You guys are, are matching everything is working. Um, you know, as far as Supercross, it's more physical. You know, running, uh, bicycling, uh, you know, weight training, uh, more. You know, just as far as uh, endurance stuff. But uh, that is, is your main thing. You don't have to be the fastest to win in Supercross. Now freestyle. You have to put in your homework way before you get here. You have to be creative. You have to think of how something's going to work. You have to think of something new that no one else has thought of, which, believe it or not, is a really hard challenge. You can think of a lot of things, but then to make it work without killing yourself in the process, that, that's the trouble on that one. Mentally, um, I don't know. I, I try to visualize. I just try to not have too many things that are stressing me out. 
have a pretty you clear mind. Right you, uh, have you ever quarantined yourself to stay healthy before a, a long event? Uh, well, definitely. I mean, you know, it's something that you don't realize with a lot of sporting guys. It's, with freestyle, it's not such a big deal because really two minutes, you can go out there sick. Um, you know, if your equilibrium is a little off, that's bad. But uh, the biggest thing is, you know, with racing, Christmas Day, because our season starts the first weekend of January, everybody is out of the tracks. We're all riding. You know, no one ventures, you know, to go home unless their family's in California or somewhere around. You know, if it's anywhere cold, we can't afford to get on a plane and, and fly back. Have you ever quarantined yourself to make sure you were healthy for an event? Uh, I don't think I've ever quarantined myself. That's a pretty interesting question. When I'm at an event, I try to stay separated from the atmosphere, you know. This event, I've been staying in Hollywood, you know, just to kind of stay stepped out from everything and not be surrounded by all the athletes that I'm around all the time anyway. So it's nice to be outside of the box a bit. And, uh, you know, when my family's with me, I just try to hang out with my wife and my kids and, uh, you know, it just kind of keeps your mindset in a relaxed state. Do you ever go into quarantine before an event? Um, I don't know. I think, I think before an event, it's, I don't think it's as intense as, as uh, Master not action, but um, I don't know. I, I always just do the same thing before an event, and I just kind of like listen to some music that I like and get psyched up. And, and um, I don't know, I, I always write down what I'm gonna do on a piece of paper for some reason. It always just helps me, like, you, you know what I mean? As you're writing it, you're connecting it to your head, and you kind of visualize everything that's gonna happen. And that's pretty much what I go for. Awesome. Well, well, hopefully. If I'm successful in becoming an astronaut, I'll make sure you're there uh, on the moon. So we got to stick together. Yeah, right? there you go. <laughs>
I just want to let you know I sent my PowerPoint presentation off, put some nice bells and whistles on it. They should be very impressed. Oh, wonderful. Well, actually, I was talking to Chris earlier, uh -huh. and he was wondering if you got your uh, NASA 101 test results back. You know, he must not be very comfortable with me as host because uh, he should know better. No, they're in the mail. Everything should be square. I'll, I'll put them with the application. Wonderful. And how did he do? Um, they don't really tell you, or they didn't tell me, so uh, when I get them, and I'm sure they'll be fine, I'll put them together, and we should be good. In fact, after we uh, watch the event here, let's go see Chris, see how he's doing, the co-host is doing. Okay, great. And these guys are incredible. Now see, these are the test pilots, these are the guys that are going to go to space. Look at that. Wow. They're, they're free-falling right in front of us, it's great. Now would you do that? Oh, I don't know. I think it takes a very special person to do something like that, just like being an astronaut. Exactly, and I'm prepared. By the time we go to the moon, uh, I'll be perfectly qualified and the number one applicant. Wonderful. Oh, wow, that's what's interesting to me. I do that on the moon, are you kidding me? Where one-six gravity? Chris was saying that you, know, you could probably do like three or four times the revolutions just because of the difference in gravity. He's a pretty smart guy. He is. I don't think that makes him a great host or anything, but. Oh, but you work so well together. He talks about you a great deal. Well, that's good. In a positive way. Good. He's, he's a good guy, I appreciate it. I wonder if he'll apply for the uh, astronaut application. He'd be a great astronaut. You think? Oh yeah. Maybe you two can continue working together after you make it. Yeah, like I could be the physical guy, the guy with all the athletic skill, and he could be the brain guy. Is that really how it would go? Um, well, I could be the brain and the brawn guy, but uh, I'd have to make room for him. So let's see how he does. Hey, so Kirk, can you need some famous astronauts? Yeah, how many do you want? Uh, I don't know, give me about five or six. All right. Let's start with Alan Shepard. All right. We'll go Gus Grissom. Okay. I like Ed White. Great. Uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Barbara Morgan. All right, come on, host, come on in. Yes. All right. Can you name some famous astronauts? Oh, yes, that's simple. Let's see, we got Bruce Willis, Charlton Heston, Steve Buscemi, Robert Duvall, Vin Diesel. Yeah, that, that's questionable, but Buzz Lightyear, those are all. So, Laura, what is the ISS? That's got to be the easiest question I've been asked all day. Okay. International Space Station, of course. All right, Hess, come on in. Let's see if you get this one, okay? Okay. What is the ISS? Don't, don't you mean who is ISIS? That would be the Egyptian mythological goddess or superhero? 
It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, Derek, what is the LRO? Very good question, Chris. The LRO is the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. That's an easy one. That's the low rider option for the Mars rover. Yeah, they, they, they fix it up nice, get all the pictures, perfect. So, Tom, when we go back to the moon, where do we find the land and why? Well, we're looking at the South Polar region right now because we think there might be some water ice down there. Okay, Blair's over three, but I think he can get the answer to this question. Host, come on in. Are you ready? We're yep. pretty confident on this oh, yeah. one. Feel good. Okay, by the end of next decade, we're going back to the moon. Yes. Okay, where does NASA plan on landing this time and why? Oh, okay, good. That's easy. We're going to land right where we landed the first time. There's already a rover there, flags. Oh, we need to take our batteries. Go put the headphones back on. Okay. Obviously, uh, I have to rethink about his host status, so uh, let's take a break and we'll, we'll get back to you. exhibit area and uh, it's going well. I feel really good. Well, I have to be honest with you. I took a peek at everything you did out uh -huh. there. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But I am a little concerned. Uh, like what? What about? Well, this application, I don't think you're taking it seriously. No, I am taking it seriously. I, I'm just, I'm doing the PowerPoint first and then I'll deal with the application. Well, this is really important. Right. And there are a lot of questions you're not answering with the PowerPoint. Like what? Well, like let's start with your height. How tall are you? That's important, but uh, 65 inches. 65. You know, you started that statement very negative. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm 65 inches. Wonderful. Okay. Well, you meet the requirement for both being a pilot and a mission specialist. Actually, I'm 64 and a half. Blair, did you lie to me? Uh, well, I wouldn't really lie. That's without shoes. I mean, yeah, I don't know how they. I won't lie to you, but I didn't know whether you meant shoes or no shoes. Well, let's take it seriously. No so, no shoes. Okay. Right, 64. Let's go to the second question. What about your technical degree? Do you have one? Uh, yes, I do, in fact. I have a technical degree uh, in literature, English literature. So uh, that's communications. I have a degree in communications. Is that not? No. That's, I'm afraid that you're, well, I'm sure they're very technical. Okay. But you do need a degree in either engineering, mathematics, physical sciences. All right. I, I can enroll in college locally, take some classes, and get a, get a degree. I can do that Wonderful. before I we get to the moon. Know. Okay. Great. Okay. Great. Um, what about flight experience? Fly all the time, all the time, commercially. In fact, when I fly, I always go up and talk to the pilots. They show me the the cockpit and everything, and all the instrumentation, and I'm very familiar with that. So I feel good about that. Have you flown before? Um, like, you in the pilot seat? No. Oh no 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 no. I don't do that. I just I just know what's happening. <laughs> you know so. that you need that experience, though, right? Oh, hey, um, yes, but but you can learn that, right? Absolutely. Okay, I'll sign up for those classes as well. Okay, great. Yeah. So no you have several other questions that are very similar. And I, and I will fill those out. Okay. And then the problem is I've got to go interview some athletes, talk to the guys that are really the test pilots of today, okay. talk to them, get their insight. I promise I'll tackle tackle the. I promise I'll tackle the application, get it all taken care of, sign up to the appropriate classes, okay. and then we'll be good. So Wonderful. Right after I talk to the athletes. Good. Okay, great. to become an astronaut, to be the first uh, non-astronaut to land on the moon, uh -huh. and they say you need an athlete's body. Does this look like it qualifies? I mean, just gut react. I mean, 
sure, it depends. I mean, look at all the athletes. Everyone varies in sizes. I mean, look at him compared to me. I'd pick You mentioned uh, the, the longer, more endurance uh, competition. Uh, astronauts, when they go out on an EVA, they actually wear uh, this huge diaper. Have you guys looked into wearing diapers to avoid the unfortunate bathroom situations? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's times that you definitely, I'd say, shark yourself. Uh, you know, if you're coming down a little, little weirdy, a little nervous at times, but uh, more or less, I mean, you know, when you're exerting so much, you know, sweating and, uh, you know, so physical that you, you really, you could drink five gallons of water and go out there and just sweat it out before anything, you know, anyway. Well, that's, Sorry, that's, that's a nice precaution. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the moon. Yep. You're no longer an astronaut. You're now an astronaut and you've got your bike. What's the biggest trick you're going to try to pull right there on the moon? Uh, one six gravity. One six gravity. I'd probably try to do like a quadruple no-handed backflip. <laughs> that would do it. That would do it for me. There's so many things. I mean, I'm working on McTwist right now, and it'd be fun to just make one and then come down here and do it. But I'd probably do something bigger than that. Something no one's ever done before. If you had one chance to take that moon buggy and you had one run that you could pull off in one six gravity, uh, what kind of trick would you try to pull? Oh, definitely, dude. Always dreamed about the moon buggy. That thing looks awesome. Um, you know, definitely, if you had a motorcycle up there, maybe you could do 10, 12 flips. I don't even know. Um, you know, the landing probably wouldn't be so bad even if you messed up. But what I would do personally is I'd go to the edge of one of those like Grand Canyon type craters, and at the very edge, you know, you, you put a little ramp that's only for half the car, so the buggy just starts rolling like a spiral. The corkscrew. The corkscrew. Um, it would be a little hard to judge. You know, I'd say the first time, especially with the gravity, because you'd expect how to land there, and then you might you might miss it. In which case, I'm sure that would probably hurt. What would I try? Yeah. Oh man. It's funny because I was actually thinking about skating on the moon. <laughs> um, I'd probably just do like the biggest like Superman kind of like flying swirl. I don't know. Go for distance, or, or I'd probably need your help because I want to. You know. Um. Okay. Well. Um. Put it on the record that I would go with him. Uh, I'd be willing to go and maybe uh, work with you. On yeah, we're gonna have to be that. We're gonna have that tether so I don't yeah. like oh, drift yeah. off. Yeah, I'm a great anchor. So that would <laughs> be that would like this. Rain, rain him in. Yeah, it'd be perfect. I think you'd make a great astronaut. Dedicated to. I have to say, if NASA's ever looking for someone to go test any of these theories, I, just send me up. I'll um, I'll, I'll get you pictures. Uh, yes, this is the uh, host of NASA. I mean, co-host of NASA Edge. I'm. I'm calling about my uh, NASA 101 scores. Um, yeah, I've been waiting for them. Um, yeah, I also sent you a PowerPoint uh, today. You didn't? How about, uh, did you check your junk mail folder? I've had some trouble getting... Oh, oh, you do have the scores. Well, uh, did, did I pass? But I can, I can take it again, right? Welcome back to NASA Edge. Hey, because Boyer didn't do so hot and stumped the host, I'm resuming my host status. And in fact, why don't you be acting co-host for the show? Oh wow, what an honor. Oh, by the way, how did he do in that Media Knot application? The application is still pending, but he's working really hard, so I have no doubt he'll be the first Media Knot selected. Hey, we're here at Summer X Games 13, right here on NASA Edge. Una mirada por dentro y por fuera de todas las cosas NASA. An inside and outside look at all things NASA.